Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Poly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Hi, Julie. Well, hello, Matthew. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you ready? I am ready. next episode? Yeah. What season? We're season two, episode six. Yes. And you know what this one's going to be called? What? What women want. Is that why we're sitting in a room full of very, very lovely ladies? It is. It is why. We have all of our guests here today, and we're going to talk about, literally, what do, what do we want in the lifestyle? And more importantly, what do we not want? Right. That's, that that's, is usually, a, that's usually where I tend to fall. Yeah. I don't want this. <laughs> I know. do want this. I don't want that. <laughs> so are you guys excited? Let me go around and introduce everyone. So we have Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Matt. We have Gemma. Hi, Matt. And we have Caroline. Hi, Matt. So I am very lucky to be joined with all of these very wonderful women who have taken their time out of their day to come down and join us, Julie and I, on the podcast to talk about women in the lifestyle and kind of the ups and downs and sideways and crossways and all the different ways that women kind of can be approached and what they want and what they don't want. Well, for a second there, I was wondering if you're talking about approach, if you're talking about something else. Upside down and sideways. It depends on how you want to take it. (laughs) I was like, wait wait a minute, where are we going with this? (laughs) Yeah. So I, yeah, again, thank you guys for being here. It's awesome. And I can't wait to get started. So with that being said, we're going to jump right into this. So uh, this is a question for all of you. And the big question is, why are you guys in the lifestyle and what got you started? Oh, Gemma, go ahead. So right after my husband and I got married seven years ago, he took a job where he was on the road for about eight weeks at a time. And I said, well, if I wanted to be alone. I wouldn't have gotten married. And he said, well, do what you did when you were single. And I looked at him and said, well, I used to date. Is that something that we're doing? And that joke sort of opened us up to the conversation of what we both wanted and needed and what was negotiable and what wasn't. And I I think Julie often talks about that in terms of thinking about your boundaries and what's okay and what's not. And initially we just started dating in like a don't ask, don't tell, do things outside of the home. And uh, it later evolved to us being more open to poly relationships and dating more long term. So it's just been constantly a negotiation, but it's something that we started because I think we realized we couldn't fill each other's needs all of the time. And I had at the time had just read an article that was about Uh, how couples let each other down because when you get married you have this expectation that your partner is going to be 
the best lover, the best friend, the best father, the best husband, the best everything, and they can't live up to that expectation. And so then you're disappointed. And then what do you do with that disappointment? And that's why you have a community and that you have family and friends and other people in your life and other relationships in your life so that you can meet all of those needs and it doesn't rest with just one other person. That's actually really insightful. And for someone who has been married before, you know, I grew up kind of thinking that myself. And, you know, after being in the lifestyle, it's amazing that you realize that your partner cannot fulfill all of those needs and they can't check all of those boxes. So really awesome. I like the way you put that. I think it's also important to be able to check your ego with that too, though, because you want to be able to fulfill your partner's needs. You've been raised to think that you're going to fill all those needs and that's what's going to going to happen and that's how you're going to make your family work. So it, it's one of those things where you have to sort of check your ego and be like, I don't have to be everything. I can't be everything. And I don't also want to always be disappointed by expecting my partner to be everything for me. Yeah. I, I mean, it's weird because I think we're, we're kind of raised to be that. We're raised for that expectation. And I wonder if that's kind of one of the downfalls of marriage in society today is that you go into a marriage thinking that your partner is supposed to be this one and done type of thing and you realize and maybe maybe it's not something that you realize initially but i know after my marriage was over that i did come to the realization of that so yes julie i think that we're all fed the hallmark holiday right you know everything is all about prince charming and cinderella and the the fairy tales and the white picket fence and 2.5 kids and two dogs and not everything fits into that bubble. Yeah, Walt, and, Dis- Walt Disney sucks. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I do think, you know, I was the girl who was always like, well, okay, so she rides off with Prince Charming, but what happens when they wake up the next day? Like, yeah. who brings who breakfast in bed? That's right. what I want to know, yeah. you know? <laughs> like I, or even Snow White, I kissed you, damn it, you know? You, right? Yeah, you're awake now. <laughs> now what? Yeah. Well, that's Sleeping Beauty. That's not I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think yeah. that one's Snow White. I got White. confused. And she's the apple. I, now I can't remember my own Disney stories. Right. So. Snow White is also sleeping and, and gets kissed oh, by the okay. prince. So you were, okay. you were okay. right both Oof. times. Okay. I think additionally, I realized I was attracted to women. And oh, yeah. my husband can't check that box. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just that's, not a... That would probably be Right. <laughs> that is, again, another... He would be disappointing if he tried to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Julie? Well, I think our listeners kind of know how I got into the lifestyle with my ex with the whole the whole swing set, right. the, whole, the whole swing at Sam's, you know, it was very exciting. I thought we were getting one of those bally bed things for the backyard and turns right. out that's not what we were getting and we never did get one. So um, still waiting for my bally bed for the backyard. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> what's going to happen? Matthew, still waiting for my bally bed in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> yes, Caroline. So I'm probably a little different then. Um, my partner and I, we've only been together a, a little, right about a year. And about six months in, in the middle of a pandemic, we decided, you know, we don't want to have a traditional uh, monogamous relationship. We uh, we both like girls, so I, I don't mind sitting here with these gorgeous ladies either. We both kind of realized that a traditional one guy, one girl, just we've, we both had tried it before. We both had been divorced. And more than anything, I think it started out as curiosity. 
you know, something I like to say is everyone is not just a whole or a pole. We've learned um, that there are some amazing friendships and relationships that we've been able to forge in the lifestyle. I wouldn't trade those for anything. So for me, it's it's deeper than just a sexual experience. It's an emotional experience and it's a tie that I've never experienced before. And it's pretty great. So that's me. So being so new into the lifestyle, is it been a challenge to try to accept that and kind of cross over, not only say cross over, but just kind of be uh, immersed in it and kind of like exploring? And is it, it been, you've had any struggles with that? Part of it is just how do you break in, right? Mm. Because when I first uh, started exploring, everyone seemed to already have established friendships, groups or whatever. So a lot of it was just how do we even where do we go from here? And we, oh my gosh, there were so many trial and errors that first month. So many kind of start and stops and kind of cold feet. Like, are we doing the right thing? Is this what we expected? And, you know, even though it's not a traditional, you still go in with your own expectations of what it's going to be like. And then, you know, when you're met with maybe rejection or you're met with, oh, gosh, I don't know if this other person's for me. Does this mean this whole thing isn't for me? So it was a little bit of that, too. So once we kind of got over those speed bumps, it got a lot better. I will say that. Excellent. Yeah, I can definitely see like kind of running into things like, you know, hot and cold and like, wait a second, these we were messaging back and forth and everything seemed great. And then all of a sudden you're just like boom you know every all the communication breaks down and stops or even when you meet people and you're like oh i thought they were really awesome and then then you never hear from them again exactly (laughs) and some of that was on our end too you know us trying to figure out what it is that we like and i think along the way you know we've probably had to kind of go back to a few folks and say oh gosh we're so sorry we thought we kind of had this figured out but then you know us ourselves we you know we maybe didn't make a a good choice so yeah there's definitely learning curves for sure how about you ashley so sam and i've been married for 150 years (laughs) (laughs) approximately so 28 years together and then 23 years married so we're really familiar with each other and we have a great relationship. It started out as a sexual fantasy for us. We wanted a threesome with a guy and we started exploring that. And what we found when we got on websites was that we really liked couples. And I realized that I'm, I was curious about women and my fantasies about women. And so luckily I happened to really enjoy being with women <laughs> as well. Worked out quite swimmingly. So yeah, that's pretty much us. We started out with that, moved into couples, and now we've finally, in the last, what, couple of months, I think, gone into um, more single dating as well. I started that, and then Sam has followed suit and is exploring that as well, and that's been a new dynamic, and opened up some different conversations that we weren't expecting, but have been really good. Interesting. Have you guys hit any speed bumps with that at all, if you don't mind me asking? or Of course. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're human and we do know each other really well. And sometimes he knows me better than I know myself, which is, kind of pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> but I also needed to figure out some reasons why I wanted the things I wanted. Because kind of like what Gemma was saying, you know, not everyone is meant to fulfill one person's needs and that one person alone it's kind of difficult to um, realize 
after all those years together that maybe there are some things that I would like to have other than Sam, but he's so good at fulfilling my needs. It took me a little bit to figure out what those things were. So that was a little bit of a difficult time for us to try to, you know, am I not enough? You know, are you okay? That type of thing. Sure. And we really had to examine our feelings and some of the answers, you know, and, and know that the answers may not be what we wanted to hear. He's so understanding and I'm very lucky to have him. So he lets me explore and helps me to and encourages me to do that. And I do the same for him. So, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. So he's kind of, you guys are kind of helping each other to grow yes. individually as well. Which is amazing after all these years together, I think, you know, 150. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this is going to bring us into question two. And what experiences have you had that you absolutely want to have again? And or what things do you never want to experience again? Yes, Caroline. So I don't know if we're, are we PG or what? You can speak freely. Okay. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say. So, I mean, for sure, threesomes. With two women, one guy, that was our first experience in the lifestyle, and it was incredible. And then we moved into couples, and also incredible. But I don't know. There was just something about the threesome that I really enjoyed, and I think it's because it was with one guy and one other female. So I felt like I got the best of both worlds, and I always felt like there was always something new to explore. So You were the center of attention. I wasn't, though. We made her the center of attention. I know. I know. So, you know, John and I got to enjoy this other person and we both like to give pleasure. So being able to do that together was really exciting. So, yeah, that would definitely be something, you know, I would want to do again. So if you run across anything, which that sounds really hot, by the way, um, (laughs) if you run across any situations or things that, that since you're kind of newer in the lifestyle that you already know that you don't want to experience again, whether it's somebody's approach or whether it's just a situation that you've been in that you kind of don't, that you felt maybe uncomfortable or, or somewhere along those lines? I think the only thing that I felt I would not want to experience again is being with another couple in which I did not maybe have a connection with him, but maybe John had a connection with the female. Sure. And so, you know, I sort of, you know, went along because I thought, oh, okay, this is what we both wanted. So that kind of led to the two of us ensuring that we communicate and it's okay to say no, Absolutely. you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, just making sure that we're both respected because, you know, he is so important to me. So if he doesn't feel like he's, being taken care of or being respected or vice versa, then that's definitely not an experience we'd want again. Yeah, I know uh, Julia and I have experienced some some very similar things as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have. And and that kind of is like, for me, I mean, picking the best, that's so hard. I mean, oh my goodness, there's so many wonderful things, right? Like trying to pick out the one thing that stands out in my mind. I'm a big fan of fruit play and I make no bones about that on the podcast when we talk. So any kind of fruit play is always going to be my favorite. Just because I... I enjoy multiple people play. Well, I mean, I think that I think for me personally, it's just the people that we've met and we run across in the lifestyle. I mean, I, I'm just amazing. The people are amazing. Mm-hmm. And just the openness and friendliness and just being very welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we've had a few things that have happened that were like, OK, we don't want that to happen again. Yeah. And we've actually changed our boundaries. 
yeah, for that reason. Absolutely. So we've gone to same room only, especially to start, because we have had a few experiences where we're like, okay, well, that really sucked. <laughs> so right. let's change it so that doesn't happen again. So I think that just keeping track of those and, and being cognizant mm-hmm. and then, you know, making sure that you don't set yourself up for that to happen again. Right. Yes, Gemma. Well, I have found that my special vocation is as a unicorn, as Julie would call it. Um, She's an exceptionally wonderful unicorn. Um, I second that. I think we can take a vote here. Thank you. Uh, I'm blushing a bit. Um, But I do enjoy that. And I enjoy that with healthy couples that are in love with each other because I love love. So like I'm attracted to that. I get turned on by seeing couples take care of each other. And um, so all of that has been really gratifying for me in the lifestyle. I would say the opposite of that is that I had an experience once with a couple who fought over me. Initially, it sounds like it would be kind of hot. It was not. It was like one person kind of grabbing at me and another. It was it was not. No, we're making faces in the room. Um, It was not hot. It was almost I I was almost embarrassed for everyone. And not to mention that that would make me feel so objectified. There, yeah. there, yes, there was a bit of that. And I had a connection with the, the female in the relationship. And I think she was not like comfortable with the, what was happening either. And it was just a very uncomfortable situation. So I did not enjoy being in the middle of that. So again, I always go back to the, like, you're healthy, you're in a good place in your relationship. This is not something you're trying to do to fix your relationship. It's, you know, something that you're embarking on to explore and grow, as Ashley was mentioning. So I like those pieces. I like assisting in those pieces. Hmm. Ashley. Hey. Hey. Um, I'm trying to think what I do. I mean, I like it all. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many wonderful things. I like the group play. I like individual play, um, which is really special one-on-one play with another person because I was with Sam. I am with Sam and have been with him for so long. Um, so getting to connect, I'm a connector, so like a Lego, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, but the pieces I, do go together. They do. Yeah. Very nicely, indeed. So that one-on-one connection is kind of, I really enjoy that. And being able to give that to someone else, too, is kind of neat. I will say the one thing I experienced, um, and lovely Julie got to witness the aftermath of this was Mm. we were at a party this is the thing i don't want ever ever again Um, but we were at a party and we were in a hotel room afterwards and we were playing with a larger group of people kind of not cohesive just different people playing in different areas of the room and i was totally on board with it at the time and then kind of let things go a little too far but there i would say bdsm play and that sub-dominant play, I fall towards the submissive side, and it's fun for me to play that. But I was doing that with a gentleman who did not deserve that submission from me, and he took it too far. And so I was in control, but I could have said no at any point. Uh, Sam was in the room. Another couple was in the room. Julie was in the room. I could have said, no, this is not cool. And he would have stopped or else he would have had a pile of people on him. But yeah, it just, it made me feel pretty powerless afterwards the way it ended up. 
So that was a lesson learned and I have chosen not to play that way with anyone that I don't know very well and I don't want to do that again. That's something you have to have that level of trust with that partner. Is that some advice that you would give our listeners is like, you know, if you're going to play that way, definitely know your partner ahead of time? Definitely. For me, for sure. I think it depends. I've seen other people play. Um, we were at another party recently and there was a, a lady who was a sub who was playing with another couple that she'd never met before. And she was happy as a clam. So I think it just depends on your level of experience. I'm super new with it. And I don't know if this is something you want to cut out, but <laughs> Matt and I have played that way, if that's fair to say. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so you're totally different than, you know, than that. Your dominance is very respectful. And also it's a very safe feeling. I did not feel that. It was fun and exciting. But I think I wanted to see how far my boundaries went, and I pushed it a little too far. Hmm. Whoops. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's it's a lesson learned, right? It's like some, you know that you're never going to be in that situation ever again. Right. So. And it triggered something in me at that point. Um, so that, you know, that's not something you want to have happen with other people. So, you know, lucky Julie and Sam got to pick up the pieces of <laughs> broken Ashley. It's all okay. Yeah, it <laughs> and is. it is. It's totally fine. It was a lesson for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So this kind of is a little segue into, into the next question, which is great. So when you all are looking for partner or potential partners, what really draws you to someone or to a couple that you makes you kind of pause and like, hey, I really want to pursue this and see where this goes. And there's a part B, but we'll, we'll go around the room and ask and get some responses from what draws you to someone. Because, I mean, it could be it could be male or female. You can say that out loud. It'd be fine. I'm totally kidding. No, it's I just a- said boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got a one track mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, so actually, like if you're if you're in an event, okay. And you, you run to someone, like how, at what point do you go, yeah, I'm interested and I want to pursue this? So looks draw you in I, okay. a little bit, right? But then, um, you know, and I think how well-groomed someone is or how they carry themselves is very important. But that personality has to go, that's what carries it the rest of the way for me. And that chemistry with that person as well. Yeah, I would say those are the things that are kind of general but it's specific to the person and once you know that Mm -hmm. about them because someone can be absolutely drop dead gorgeous and then you can talk to them and if they have the personality of a dead fish then you're like or if they're a jerk you know yeah it's definitely a no yes julie so i think that for me it's charisma charisma will draw me to somebody right they i mean they may not be the most handsome or most beautiful person in the room but if you are talking to them and they have that look in their eye and they're giving you the smile and they're giving, they're, they're acting like they see something in you that you're seeing in them and that connection and that spark and that little bit of charisma will draw me in every time. Hmm. Cause I think that to say uh, someone's handsome or someone's beautiful, that's really subjective. I mean, that depends on what you like, right? Like I'm attracted to curvy women. And I'm definitely attracted to um, women who are more softer, you know, like very girly girls. It's kind of my thing. And then when it comes to guys, I, I mean, I like 
I like the broad shoulders. <laughs> Caroline is doing a move around the room here because all, all of us ladies are are curvy and we are all girly. <laughs> so, but um, I, when it comes to guys, I, I love broad shoulders and I have a particular physique that will always kind of get me, but then that doesn't always work out. And then sometimes there'll be someone who comes along who does not match out at all, but then I'm like, blown away just because they have this amazing persona that I am just like, oh, hello. Yeah. So it's good. I've heard that every once in a while out of you. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Caroline. I love a good flirt. Really? I'm not too good at it. I'm horrible at it. I'm, I'm flirting with you right now. I know you are. Oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard. Yeah, like, it's wink, working. wink, no, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah, right. I'm down. I love a good flirt. So fun and flirty, that is honestly what draws me in. Really? Yes, for sure. 100%. So while I can appreciate looks and for, for sure, for me, it's a flirt. First, I love flirting. So that's my answer. So the next podcast that we're going to have, Caroline will be on, and she's going to teach all of us Flirting 101. Oh, Lord. Mm. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, Jesus. I'm a repeat customer now. <laughs> she's going to be a, a, a permanent guest spot. <laughs> I'm shaking my head because there's not really one thing I can zoom in on. I'm thinking about recent partners, and they were all so very different. I think a level of confidence and an ability to carry on a conversation and a connection beyond the physical, although nice eyes really help a lot. And I think charisma is part of that, as Julie was mentioning, but it's just there's some intangible click that happens that I think draws me into a person. But I want to throw this back at Matt. Mm. I want to know what Matt thinks about this question. Oh, that's a good question. So I think for me, it's personality. If you don't, if you have a very flat personality and you you don't have a very outgoing or a very um, friendly personality, you know, then I'm not interested. I mean, I've seen some very beautiful people at events that I really don't care to talk to because they just have that standoffish persona persona about them, and I don't. That's not something that I'm interested in. Very fair. Very fair. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah. Did you have something to say, Ashley? I did. So we were at an event. And there's a gentleman who had friended me on, on Facebook and I have been paying attention to him because he's super cute. And so I saw him at an event and I'm like, oh, Sam, let's go meet them. And so we walked over and talked to him and he was kind of an ass. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. And then we got home and I unfriended him. Yeah, I mean, there's... I don't care how cute you are. If you're an ass, you're off the list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's people that I didn't think I would want to approach at a couple of events. And then, like, after we've gone a couple of times, it's kind of like, oh, you know, I got to dance with them, whatever. And it was like, oh, they're, they're perfectly cool. But, I mean, there's certain other people there that I... These ladies, I have no desire to ever even talk to. So... Absolutely. So the follow-up question to this in the back end of this question is, what turns you off when, now, Ashley just mentioned, that was a great example, right? You know, you, like, you met this friend of this person online, and then you actually meet them in person, and they're a big jackass. Indeed. Yeah. yeah that's my answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all anti-jackass. Yes. So if you meet someone at, at an event, what, what is an immediate turnoff? I mean, looks are, they're important, but they're not, like, the end-all, be-all. So is it the way they dress? Is it the way they carry themselves is it can yes. i say real quick i'm sorry because my Please. face is right here on this Do microphone <laughs> grooming is nice you know you definitely want clean 
yes, smell good is yes, delightful. I, I would say it's more than delightful. I would say it's mandatory. Indeed. Yeah, clean and smelling good is great. Conceit is a big turnoff. I guess that falls into the assholery jackass category douchebaggery (laughs) douchebaggery yes yeah i would i would totally agree with that douchebags assholes yeah no none of those Mm -hmm. grooming is a big deal to me really it really is like i i mean and you know it's not hard to like pop a mint from your pocket that kind of thing it's just those things matter and i know that's kind of being maybe a little bit finicky or so but especially like okay you meet someone new they ask you to dance at, a, at an event or something, and they're a smoker, and you don't know that, right? And so then they lay one on you in the middle of the dance floor, and it's like kissing an ashtray, and I'm like, blech, literally. And so that kind of stuff kind of bugs me, and it, it definitely turns me off. Okay. I think I feel like as women in the lifestyle, we're supposed to be, you know, pretty and beautiful and smart and funny and talented and perfectly Brazilian and all these things going on. And I feel like, okay, then, you know, you, you gents, you gotta, you gotta rise up to the occasion too. And in more ways than one. So So. this is going to touch on something a little later, but I'm going to bring this up now since we're kind of bringing this up. So obviously groomed and smell good for guys. Mm -hmm. So what about the dress now? Holy blue jeans and a flannel shirt. And I think we are all going to be so opposite on this because me, I like a guy in a suit. I mean, okay, I like but, a guy dressed up. But if we go to an event, okay, and it's a themed event or whatever, and we dress up as pirates or we dress up as a glow party, right? Obviously. But there's also events that we go to that it's just been, it's a regular thing, or it's in the summertime or it's in the fall or whatever. Right. You know, is it important for a guy to kind of not look like he just came out of, from cutting cutting trees or, or whatever? Cutting trees, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I've seen guy, I've seen gentlemen that come in in flannel shirts. and Is he dressed up as a lumberjack for Halloween? No, 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 no. no. Oh. No, this oh. is just like a, like a regular event type thing. What about a red, black, and white? flannel shirt. <laughs> I'm burning that shirt. <laughs> Ashley, I'm going to take that shirt from Sam. I'm going to burn it. <laughs> How do we feel about that? <laughs> We're getting the wah, wah, wah. Poor Sam. Yeah. He loves that shirt. He does. He, and, and, you know, Sam's going to be listening to this podcast and baby, I adore you and I hate that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want you to dress like yourself. I don't want you to put on what you think I want you to be wearing. That's inauthentic to me. So I want you to be comfortable. I want you to not have pulled something out of the hamper that you wore last week, but that you've been thoughtful and you're dressing like yourself and you're you're comfortable. I've been at events where there are guys walking around in G-strings and cowboy hats. That's oh, not nice. a... <laughs> I'll give you the address later, Julie. Yeah, um, she has a thing for... Never mind. Yeah, we can talk about that. That, later. that was not a huge. That was funny to me, but it wasn't like, oh, I have to make out with that guy. And kind of going back to your previous question about what, like, our absolute no's, and I think leading with sex is a no for me. Like, if you if you come up and that's like the first thing out of your mouth, or that's your pickup line, or that's your thing, like, I'm already turned off. Like, that's don't lead with sex. Yeah, that's that. No. I think everybody in him in the room can kind of... I think so, but I, I think it still needs to be said because it still happens. <laughs> and surprisingly, to me, it does. I mean, everybody here knows me, and I mean, I just can't imagine walking up and, and being like... And yet it happens. Yeah. Far too much. 
and have a sense of humor. If you can't laugh at yourself or I make a joke about me or there's there's no humor, like I'm not going to enjoy our friendship. So that's an immediate turn off. If there's no sense of humor, there's no give and take, then it's not going to work out. I already know. Do you have anything? Um, I think all the other ladies kind of said it, but I will definitely add that you know, we're all women. We're not in our 20s. No, no, we're not in our 20s. <laughs> we look like it. <laughs> I thought you guys were all 20, turning 28, 29 this year. I just celebrated 29 for the, we're not going to talk about how many times. <laughs> See, that's what I thought. Exactly. That's exactly it. So, I mean, I think definitely our, what we would have looked for, I know me, if I was, you know, 20 years younger, what I would have looked for is completely different than what I'm looking for today or what I would look for today. And, you know, 20 years ago, the hot guy, I wouldn't have cared about his personality because he was a hot guy, right? And I would have wanted him to look a certain way and act a certain way and what have you. And, oh my gosh, humor is so important. I mean, I want to be able to laugh and have fun. And, you know, I, gosh, I mean, yeah, you look great with your muscles, but if I'm not, you know, exercising my, my tummy muscles with a bunch of laughter, then what are we doing here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Knock, knock. Hello. <laughs> I was trying to make you laugh. It's a horrible works. joke. It did work. Yay. Score one for me. Yeah. Way to go. All right. So our next question, and uh, this is a, another really great one because Julie and I have had this happen to both of us. And have you guys ever pleasured someone and they did not return the favor? How did it make you feel? So I'll go quickly. No. Wow. No, but I've only been in the lifestyle for such a short time. And the people I have met are so amazing. And I will say it's because I have friendships first. So it it doesn't lead with sex. It's friendships first. So then it's all about mutual. So no. You're lucky. Flirting with you. I know. (laughs) It's happened to me before when I was dating, before I was married. Initially, when I was younger, I'd think, oh, there's something wrong with me or... I'm not that attractive or whatever the case may be. And now I'm like, that person's a jackass and incredibly <laughs> selfish and they will never see me again. There you go. Bravo. It doesn't, it doesn't happen that much anymore because I think the relationship piece is more important now. But I, I think when it was less important, either right off the bat, it would be, I feel like I was compromising. And then I'm at an age now where I've been 29 for long enough that I don't want to compromise anymore. There's no need for it. There's no need for it. The world needs to catch up to me, not the other way around. There you go. Ashley? Okay. So my, <laughs> I have a little story about this one. Oh, Let my, me get some popcorn. Get ready. There's assholery involved here too. Mm. I think it's a theme of what not to do. And stupidity on my part. <laughs> Julie's looking at me like, oh no. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> lots of stupidity. For the record, Julie called the assholery like hour one, I'm pretty sure. It would have been dance one. Yeah. I was like, I don't think he's a great guy. And actually, she's like, oh, he's he's really good. He's She finds the good in everybody. And that's one of the things that I adore about her is that, you know, I'm always like on guard. And she's always like, I'm going to find that kernel of goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just really naive. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was my first, I think my first solo date. And yeah, we had a beautiful hotel room. 
lovely day planned and the gentleman didn't even kiss me not really sure how that happened and yeah i guess had a very high opinion of his cock because i guess that's the only thing that he thought would take care of all the pleasure it was it was fine but it was okay but there were things missing like you know a lot of stuff yeah (laughs) and then he took a three-hour nap and i i probably should have woken him up but i kind of wanted to see how long he'd sleep (laughs) (laughs) Um, i would have left yeah well, and then he was very presumptuous to think that we would come back after dinner to the hotel room so that he could then decide to kiss me and be more sensual with me, at which point I went home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Yeah. Total jerk. And if, if some guy, if I went to the bother of planning an entire day, like, first of all, that's a lot of time. Like, we have very com- tight, compressed schedules. All of us do. We all have so much on our plate. For you to set aside an entire day and for him to take a fucking three-hour nap, literally, mm-hmm. I probably would have taken all his clothes and left. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of Weather Channel during <laughs> during the nap. I oh did nap gosh. a little bit, but... That's horrible. Awful. <laughs> my goodness. Just for gentlemen out there, note that. Please don't nap during your date. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awful. PSA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we thank you. <laughs> So this kind of leads us into another great question. So what are your green flags? We've kind of covered this a little bit before, Caroline. Yeah, so I think um, green flags are are definitely honesty. That's very important. If you're in a a non-monogamous type of relationship, just know that um, if you're out and you're seeking other people, you know, just honesty and just making sure that it, it it is sexy for a guy to say, oh, you know what, let me check in with my wife. That's not horrible to say in the lifestyle. In fact, it earns you a lot of brownie points. You know, when I know, okay, cool, I'm not just a chick on the side. You really are in the lifestyle, so to speak. So for me, a green flag is honesty, honesty, honesty. Okay. What about a red flag when he doesn't check in with his wife? And right, just, right. Yeah. Like, you know, slips his wedding ring off or something like that. I, you know, obviously a red flag is a nap. I mean, give the yeah. man a monster energy drink or something. The three, that's a long time. That's jacked up. That is really jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. I should have left. I mean, there's a lot of, there are a lot of should have. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. But also a little curiosity, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, this is what we're doing now. All right, let's see what happens. <laughs> Are you talking about the weather channel? <laughs> Apparently so. There was a storm on the south coast of Florida. <laughs> But yeah, like just not not being honest, not and I think, you know, authentic, not being authentic. I mean, you know, again, we're in our very late, late 20s, apparently. <laughs> and I'm sorry, we can sniff out your bullshit. So, I mean, sooner or later, it's going to come to the surface. So just, gosh, just be honest about it. So, yeah, yeah that's what I would say. Yeah. This might seem like a weird one, but a DILF, like any human that can keep other humans alive i find really attractive like if they're a good parent and they they could be a plant parent or a dog parent as well but i think that um ability to like take care of someone and put that person above themselves or their pet or whatever the case may be not in an obsessive way certainly but i think i've found that attractive and i found that attractive in my husband in fact so he has two children from his previous marriage 
And I always joke that I married him for his daughters, but I really fell in love with him, seeing him interact with them. So I think like a green flag for me is someone that can take care of other people and put them ahead of themselves. And that may go back to the like sharing pleasure, but even just like sharing food or sharing humor. Or I always say on a first date, I pay attention to how the other person or people interact with the servers. Like, do they treat them like fellow human beings? Do they say please and thank you? Do they, I mean, honestly, that's a, it's a fairly thankless job. And like, I pay attention to how you treat the smallest because that could be how you see me or how you treat me. And I need to make sure that you're going to treat me well. So I think I kind of pay attention to all of those things when I'm looking for green flags or red flags. And also how you talk about your exes, things like that, when those come up, like I'm, there's some red flags that come up in some of those conversations. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Julie and Ashley make faces over there, but yes, how you talk about your exes or if, if you talk about them obsessively or things like that, those are certainly flags that come up too, but yeah, a dill for a milf. I'm really into that. Yeah. How do you feel about gilfs? <laughs> wait, wait, what's a gilf? Grandma. It's Grandpa. a G. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just saying, because we're women in our late twenties. Mm. Just uh-huh. saying, just saying. I do like a silver fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I, I tend to agree. <laughs> Julie, you're all red. You, you're, you're, I, I know. The flowers on your dress are matching your face. Right. <laughs> And I'm not even having a glass of wine tonight. I know. (laughs) Craziness in here. Totally crazy. So, yeah, I I would agree that seeing somebody take care of, or not even take care of, but like knowing that they have the capacity to put, you know, to like put things that are more important. And don't they say that that's like the definition of a lady or a gentleman is when you worry about someone else's comfort more than you worry about your own. And so that is a very attractive trait. And that's something that, that I find very attractive about Matt is that he puts my needs ahead of his sometimes, or he makes time for me. Like when he has absolutely no time and his plate is so full, it's overflowing. He'll still carve out a couple of hours because he knows that it makes me happy. And he knows that I would be sad if I didn't get to see him. And so even when life is super chaotic, he still makes that effort. And even if it's just time for dinner, it it doesn't matter because the point is that you make the effort. And I think that is super special. Thank you. You're welcome, baby. Ashley, do you have any green flags? I was just nodding because I agree completely that you're very caring. So, anyway. Oh. Kudos to you, Matt. Yes, green flags. Now who's red? <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness you can't see this. And you're so sweet and kind <laughs> and gorgeous mm-hmm. and you make amazing margaritas. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on. Delph, indeed. Indeed. God, my head's going <laughs> to... God, I was just thinking that he always puts pleasure, his partner's pleasure, above his own. Always. Right? Every time. Every yeah. time. He's so caring and giving. You're a very giving lover. It, it's like you have to say, okay, darling, there's a clothes sign up. <laughs> this area is and it's closed for construction. <laughs> when did this question become stroke Matt's ego? <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be what women want, not what men want. Well, I mean, <laughs> we do indeed want you. So. 
<laughs> oh, no, he's really. I don't think his face could get any more red. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I need to go back to asking questions. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I got a little off track there. Yeah. Focusing now. Green flags. What are your green flags? It kind of echoes off of what Caroline said. I think it was you that said this about how they treat their partner or their spouse. Well, I said how they talk about their exes, but I think that's okay. also so, yeah. valid. I know that Julie and Matt ran into a couple recently who, where the gentleman just threw his wife or partner under the bus immediately. And that's a big turnoff. If you can't treat your partner well, then what does that say about, you know, how you're going to treat me or how you're going to treat another person or, yeah. And I also want to echo off that. The servers, that's a big thing too. How how people treat servers or people that are in service of some variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is when you talk about judging people and judging servers and stuff. This is kind of a tricky question. So do you feel that women judge each other in the lifestyle? Now, whether that be clothes they wear, how they act, or maybe when they're at an event, they just kind of really let loose. And we've been at an event before, and we had the opportunity to talk to a couple of people ahead of time before the party really started. And then after the party started, I was very shocked because these were very kind of, I want to generalize, but they're very Gene Cleaver-ish women. And after the party started, there was like naked Congo, naked Congo lines going down through the floors of the hotel. And I was very shocked to see that happening. And yeah, so I mean, do you guys judge each other or judge other women and the lifestyle? I mean, I try not to be judgmental of anyone because I want everyone to do their thing. And I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, right? So I try to keep an open mind about everything. And some women are, they have a different goal than I do, right? Like we're very relationship driven. We're very connection driven, Matt and I are. And then other people, it's, that's not a thing for them. They just want to have fun, let loose, play with whoever they want to play with. They're not even concerned about, will I see this person again? Will I talk to them again? And that's great. If that's your thing, then do your thing. Yeah, and I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to downplay what they were doing. Or, no, no, I, mean, I wasn't yeah. trying to judge you about it, but I was just, I was very surprised. Right. It was kind of surprising. I would agree at that party. It was surprising. Yeah. But I think that not everyone gives that much grace. Yeah. I think that there are women and men who are very judgy in the lifestyle. And so I think that they can't see things outside of their own vision of what they want or what they think is right. Mm-hmm. And so then if you fall outside of those bounds, or sometimes I think the judginess comes from because you won't fall inside the bounds of what they want. Oh, okay. So in case in point, like Ashley had that gentleman who was extraordinarily dominant and he was really enjoying himself, but it really pushed her into a place that she didn't want to be. Right. Or if you have someone like someone who comes up to me and at a party and is like, why don't you have your tits out? And I'm like, well, why don't you have your dick out? That happened to us too. Right. And so I feel like that person was judging me for not exposing myself when I wasn't comfortable with it. And I feel like sometimes... It's like this anticipated, expected thing that if you're a woman in the lifestyle, you're going to be naked all the time and running around and doing all these crazy things and five million shots and acting like girls gone wild. Right. And I feel like when we're not like that, we're judged about it. Like, why aren't you having more fun? Why aren't you the life of the party? Where's my entertainment? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, but that's I feel like we get that more from men than we do from other women. But that's that's my soapbox. 
I don't know. I kind of like to be the life of the party. I'm always on the floor. I'll, I'll dance by myself. I don't care. I'm having a good time. You you are definitely sometimes dancing. On, what is that Billy Idol song? Dancing by myself? I don't know. It's Billy Idol, right? Dancing mm-hmm. with myself. Dancing, dancing with, with myself. myself. That's it. Okay, that's close. Yeah. I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Come on, Ashley. <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> no, do you judge? Do you think that women get judged in the lifestyle? Okay, so my experience has actually surprised me so i think in the lifestyle i've noticed that in my experience women have been very accepting and kind of build each other up i was really surprised because it's kind of opposite in the real world sometimes or vanilla life um or in the professional world sometimes and i don't know if it's just i've lucked out but even at parties where people are randomly just there and you walk into the restroom and someone needs help fixing their dress, pretty much anyone will help. Or you hear compliments all the time, you know, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful, things like that. It's amazing. So I think a lot of people, and these are people who aren't even really trying to get in your pants <laughs> or your dress or whatever. They just want to build you up. So it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't ever go to the men's bathroom and be like, hey, <laughs> I need help with my, my jeans here or something. And you're, not, you're not saying, hey, I need help with my zipper. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that at all. No, no. I've never heard that mentioned, ever. Not even a whisper. <laughs> I think my experiences have been more similar to what Ashley was sharing, that women have been pretty supportive and almost like cheering each other on to like embrace your desires embrace your authentic self to uh if you want to take your top off take your top off but you don't have to um i think when i first was going to events and like men were paying attention to me and i saw their partners with them i would feel like i was doing something wrong like can i can you touch me with your wife there or like is this okay and even when i knew it was okay it still felt very taboo and like someone was gonna slap me or grab me by the hair or do something not consensually um, (laughs) in a different context but I you know and maybe that's just again like the ingrained idea of like this is wrong this is taboo this is what it is but I would always look to if it was a male approaching me look to their partner for some sort of like yeah it's okay and it's always so it's always been important to me to kind of look to the other women in the lifestyle to be that way and be supportive and I think a red flag is noticing if some if the partner is not or is less engaged or is like standing in the corner with their arms crossed or things like that and that's that's a big red flag I'll back way off like if I don't feel like that's a an open door but I think I've been surprised that women have been more accepting Um, I think there's more body acceptance I think there's more you know let your freak flag fly I do see groups of women go to the bathroom and help each other with like crazy costumes and weird things and all of that stuff or offer each other clothes or whatever the case may be. But I, I think it's it's a uh, it's feels more supportive and not as judgmental. So I have just a, a different little different take on it, um, you know, like. I'm I'm very curvy. I call myself juicy. You know, one of the uh, one like a peach. Yes, a little fuzzy, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So not the Brazilian, but um, what I was worried about is I've had a double mastectomy. 
So one of my biggest fears post-divorce was, oh my gosh, somebody's going to see whatever. And I'd look very different. And I have been met with nothing but body positivity and um, amazing experiences. So that has been phenomenal. And I'll also say that, you know, through that process, uh, I've kind of, you know, with the exploring, learned to accept myself and accept my body the way that it is, you know, it's the only one I got. So that has been uh, that has been amazing. That has been really amazing. So I know for me, that's I have not been judged. In fact, I've had the same experience that everybody else has said, where they felt like they've been lifted up and kind of held you know, really carefully and been made to feel beautiful. So that's, I think that's pretty awesome. So I guess what I'm hearing from you all is that the lifestyle opposed to vanilla life or real life is you guys, there's no judgment. There's no, that you don't feel the same pressures as you do in like a vanilla lifestyle, so to speak. Well, I think some of it is that you're not competing. Oh, Ashley was just going to say that too. You're not, you're not competing because it's not, one person can only have one person. So there's not that like, I'm going to claw your eyes out because you're talking to my one person. So I think there's that lack of competition and there's more of that idea of like community and camaraderie. I absolutely yeah. agree. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. And I am, I don't know, juicy too, I guess. <laughs> Extra juicy. I don't know. Um, I've always like a juice box. Well, but I've always struggled with my weight. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. I was going to say I can attest to that, but <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I was just going to say, what flavor are you? <laughs> Peach. <laughs> You'll always be my banana Peach. split. <gasps> oh, that's right. <laughs> or cherry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness, now who's red? <laughs> Giggly. Oh no, it all went away. Not competing. Yep. Yes. So I was just going to say, though, with being a bigger woman, and, you know, I'm, I don't even know if I would qualify as a BBW. I think I'm past that. Like, I'm beyond as far as like size goes in the no, real world. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, either way. I have been shocked because I thought that women in the lifestyle would be more uh, or less accepting, more judgmental of my body. I really, I was worried about guys, but I think I was more worried about the women than the guys. And I've been pleasantly surprised at how supportive everyone is and how I can feel free to dress sexy and not have a perfect body got cellulite and stretch marks and I'm pale as a ghost and <laughs> all the things that beat myself up. Yum. <laughs> Thanks. You like veins? I got that too. <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't matter because when you feel sexy, all of those things just sort of fade into the background and you can just be yourself and let your freak flag fly or, you know, let your sexy flag fly or whatever. So been a pleasant realization. Okay, we have a couple more questions for this evening's podcast, and so we're going to try to wrap this up. Has being in the lifestyle changed or opened new fantasies for you? If you're comfortable, you can certainly share your fantasies with our listeners. If you want to not, that's cool. Yes, Caroline. Well, again, I'm still fairly new to it all, so honestly, all of it is a fantasy for me. And I've been able to experience all of it. You know, the first experience was a threesome Mm -hmm. and then a foursome. 
and then a fivesome. So I guess chronologically speaking, a sixsome would be next or group play where, you know, there's well, what, quite what, a few. What qualifies as group play? How many people? Well, Wikipedia says an orgy is five or more people. Oh, okay. So you're, or, an orgy would be next for you. We well, finally I, have it defined, Matt. Right. She's been wondering five. about that for a while. Well, this I did true. five, so maybe I'm I'm going for the whatever the next phase, next level. I'm going for the next level. I, so, I like it. You like it? Yeah. Well, wink. <laughs> wink back at you. Aw, and this is flirting. This is flirting. <laughs> one oh one. That's wait. That's the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's redundant, but it's the same. I think I've been in two five sums, and I like the group play and I would want to do more of that but I wouldn't have been open to it until lifestyle sort of opened me up to that so my fantasies are so specific they're not they're not generalized like I like you'll ask somebody oh what's your fantasy and they'll say oh I want to have sex outside and like doing what and and where and what time of day and you know I want all the details because when you think about something when you fantasize in your head you build a picture right? You have that picture in your head, so you know what all those details are. And I want to know. I want to know all of these. Mm. So yeah, when I have fantasies, they're imaginative and vivid. And I tend to be the, uh, I, I think, I'm pretty sure that Ashley can at least attest to this. Usually when it's group play, I'm really all about that. Let's try this. Hey guys, let's try this. If I crawl under here and she does this and he gets behind me, <laughs> it can be quite fun. So you're like a Tetris master. I am. I love that. I'm not that I want to tell everybody what to do, but I'm just like, do you guys want to try this? So <laughs> I was you... thinking of her conducting the orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> Usually at some point he's like, hey, can we get the chair out? <laughs> yes. Yes. The chair. I love oh. that chair. It's yeah. a great investment. So I would say that like for me, I've filled a lot of fantasies in the lifestyle for sure. And a lot of those have been with Matt. And I think that as those fantasies get filled, it just like is like, oh, well, if it was really good this way, then, hey, next time, can we do it this way? Right. And so it just kind of they feed off each other and it's ever evolving. There's like never an ending to to all the things that I think of. Ah. Hmm. I know you guys are exhausted already. <laughs> no. Take your vitamins. She's so good at it. She is. She is good at it. Creativity. A plus. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and a lot of times, some well, not a lot of times. There are sometimes that I'm I'm doing my thing, and then all of a sudden, here's Julie doing something completely different. I was like, well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> like when I crawl underneath you and do the upside down, hang off the side of the bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it distracting? Well, it can be at some point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes I lose focus for what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> that's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so our final question for the night, I just want to thank everybody for taking time out of their schedule again, and this has been really wonderful, and I hope that we can do it again in the future. So our our final question of the night is, what advice would you give men in the lifestyle, whether they be a bluefish or if they're partnered up? What advice would you give them as far as approaching women, or what advice can you give them to kind of like uh, make them feel more comfortable and more give them some more self-esteem. Don't drink too much. Don't get drunk and come up to me and tell me I have come fuck me eyes. Like, that's not 
it's happened. I mean, that didn't that didn't take you anywhere, did it? Um. They are really, really beautiful eyes, John. They, they I mean, they're they kind of glow. I get them for my mama. Um, <laughs> but that won't win you any points. I think be be careful with your your alcohol and substance intake because that will have an impact. It may make you feel less inhibited, but it will probably have a negative impact. I like that. So kind of know your limits. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, You know, going back to what I said before about the whole honesty thing, I think that's important. And then I hate to say it, but shoot your shot. Mm. Like just, Mm -hmm. just do it. Like, honestly, the guy sitting in the, in the corner at at an event is going to have a horrible time. Cause I'm going to be honest with you, a guy all by himself sitting in the corner, nobody's going to come talk to you. Very true. You know what I mean? So just, you know, going up to somebody, careful with the consumption mm-hmm. but going up to somebody and having something kind of fun to say or uh, an, an opening a compliment I mean for sure go up and and hey you know I kind of noticed you before you look really great I just kind of wanted to let you know that I that color looks really great on you now that probably is something totally a chick would say to another chick when she's trying to flirt but really it is honest maybe guys should just listen to chicks I don't know maybe that's I did game. actually say that to you when you came in you did say I that, said that to color me. looks really good I know and it was amazing thank you <laughs> it was perfect he's blushing now well I am Hello. so is she <laughs> he's there else <laughs> yeah maybe guys should just listen to chicks and like okay hey that color looks really good on you Thank I you. noticed you from afar. Oh, did I, you know? I just had to come over and say hello. Is that all you wanted to say? Well, my name is Matt. Well, hi, Matt. I'm Caroline. Nice, nice to, to meet you. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't Would remember you. Like you. Dance? Well, I'm not very good at it. Will you show me? I'll leave. Oh, I'll follow. Okay. That's Let's how go. it's done. Right there. Boom. Congratulations. <laughs> very well done. <laughs> oh, that voice. <laughs> Gemma and I are like... Ooh, listening to Matt, we're like, holy Moses. Do you have anything to add? What piece of advice can you give gentlemen that either partnered or are there by themselves and that would give them a little bit of confidence boost if they were to do these things? I just want them to be themselves. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked about this earlier a little bit. They, they need to be clean, for one. Take a shower yeah. before you come. Sure. Put on some, put on some cologne. something, yes, and... Clean clothes, you know, yeah. nothing with like stains on it or anything, you know. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that picky, okay? <laughs> I don't mind jeans and a t shirt. I really don't, as long as it's like clean and you didn't, you didn't dig get... it out of your dirty clothes and it's all wrinkly and weird, you know. And I, if you look like you're going to probably not smell great from across the room, I'm probably not going to go see what you smell like. <laughs> so that's just my rule. So would you, would you approach a gentleman who had maybe an iron shirt versus a guy that had like, you know, a wrinkly shirt on? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know if that goes along with like being clean and not pulling, you know, like you mentioned, frankly, shirts I would out of say, laundry. you know, care about yourself and that shows, but I just want their personality to be, if you have a, a fantastic personality, I'm going to overlook some things or even if you don't, but you're genuine. And I think that you're, I don't know if they're laughing at me over there. You know what? I'm pretty much a sure thing. So. <laughs> I'm a slutty. You just shoot your shot. Like yeah. you said. You got it. Hey, baby. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> I don't think you're slutty. I just I think that you are a connoisseur. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's French for slutty. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, okay. Be genuine. Yes. Be respectful. Yes. Be polite. Absolutely. Please have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And it would be great if you had some good charisma. Mm-hmm. If you have those things going for you and you are an averagely groomed, averagely dressed, nice guy, genuinely nice person. Averagely? Averagely is my word for the night. Okay. <laughs> it's a word, Matt. Look it up. I will. Yeah. It's uh-huh. a good word, too. And I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> Just saying, that's going to take you far. It really is. And be be able to... I don't know if you, if it's like a practice thing or if it's something that you want to practice on friends or whatever, but be able to approach, be able to walk up and approach and say hi, because it's going to take you far. Just saying hello. You don't even have to have some funny, witty pickup line or cheesy thing or anything like that, but literally interest, it goes a long way. So those are my I just realized, like, we just came up with a business plan. The four of us could help guys approach chicks. We could. Like, we could dress them and help them and, you know, coach them what to say, teach them how to dance. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't that a movie with Will Smith? No, do you? Damn it. No, that was the, uh, yeah, I know. It I'm, was. It was. It was. It was pitch. Pitch. Oh, we could be the, but the so, hitchers. But there's, <laughs> the hitches. there's actually a company in L.A. that people, that guys fly out to, and they run them through this whole thing, but it's run by men. Wow. Um, well, see, it should be run by women. But I think it's crazy. I think it's like $15,000 for a week or something crazy. I'm pretty sure. We I have missed our calling. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it for $15. Split <laughs> <laughs> it four ways. <laughs> I'd do it for a plate of tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Matt can teach him how to dance and, and how to drink bourbon. Yeah. I don't know about that. Oh, kissing a guy after he drinks bourbon. Oh, so Mm. hot. Mm. So hot. Gosh, there's a smell. Or it's really good smell. Mm. So good. I don't, Julie's getting quite proficient with drinking bourbon. That's what I'm saying. There's a reason. uh, Yeah. (laughs) There's a reason. (laughs) Well, thank you, Ashley, for joining us this evening. Gemma, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Caroline. Hey. (laughs) And Julie. Thank you, darling. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for hosting, Matthew. Absolutely. Thank you for hosting us. Wonderful host. You did a very good job. Well, until next time. I'm Julie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for listening to American Polly.